The day that many San Diegans have been waiting for has finally come. Many businesses that were ordered closed in mid-March have now been given the green light to reopen. This is not a return to the before times, however. Social distancing and other anti-COVID methods will still be in place. And it goes without saying that COVID-19 has not gone away. The coming weeks may prove to be an important test. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Lori Weisberg, you cover tourism and hospitality, and you've really seen the impacts of the COVID-19 shutdown on your beat. So let's kind of walk people through what to expect if they choose to go out today or later in the weekend. Let's start with uh, something that many people have been hoping to get back, bars and wineries. What is the future now for those locations? So, um, and just just so people um, understand, bars actually, um, if they serve food, they have been allowed to be open for a few weeks like restaurants have. So um, it's not a totally new thing for bars. What's new um, today is those bars that don't serve food, just more alcohol-based, they can open. And um, I should also note that a lot of um, bars are also nightlife venues. They have entertainment, music, dancing. That is not allowed yet. So if you're um, if you're a kind of bar that has um, like there's Moonshine Flats and there's its sister one that's downtown and its sister one in um, Pacific Beach that's very much focused on dancing and music and entertainment. They're not opening um, and and they can't because those encourage large gatherings. But your basic bar that's open and um, many of those bars are opening today. We've talked to a few who weren't quite ready. They felt like they needed a little more time to get up and running. Uh, one North Park, one North Park bar owner told me that she was um, she was feeling it was a little too risky and she was worried about having to um, do this, um, going home and maybe risking um, risking that being around her family or whatever. So. She um, is not opening, but there are a number of bars that, that are opening around the county, and um, they may not be staying open as later, open as late, um, uh, because maybe ordinarily they'd have music to keep people there longer. Um, but you you can uh, you can go into bars that you can't like you know a bar you belly up to the bar and you like can be five feet deep. You can't do that. There's a lot of social distancing. Um, one bar owner I talked to, the air conditioned lounge in Normal Heights, said he's not allowing anybody at the bar itself, but he's got plenty of standing and seating room inside and outside that he can use. Um, so he's, he's doing that. So you may not, you may not find things obviously anywhere near as dense and, and you have to wear masks and, and the employees do too. Although I don't know how much enforcement there is of that. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, the part of the experience will be there, but as far as like the density, that's not going to be there at all. Right. Right. So they, you know, people, they, you know, obviously owners have had to remove furniture to create more um, spaciousness and and they have to be, you know, the owners, the bartenders, I guess, to a degree have to be sort of like traffic cops and doing that. But it's it's it may be difficult to enforce, but everybody's relying on people to do the right thing and abide by the state and county level public health rules. Certainly. And also you wrote a story about hotels. When you explain how those are going to reopen. Right. So a lot of hotels um, closed down completely in mid-March because of the order, but they were technically allowed to stay open as long as they served um, and accommodated only um, essential healthcare workers. So some have already kind of been geared up. Um, 
many others that are very leisure oriented are now they're all they're now welcoming guests um, who are coming strictly for a leisure stay. Not um, a lot of hotels depend to a, to a big degree on um, meetings and convention business. That sort of business is not allowed. But getting away for a getaway, a vacation. Uh, you can do that. I was over this morning over at Paradise Point Resort. There were already families by the pool. Um, they have um, an outdoor restaurant called Barefoot Bar and Grill. People were, um, you know, having mimosas and they were eating eating late lunch, excuse me, early lunches. So um, they were, um, it, it almost felt like, almost like what pandemic, except for the decals and the signs reminding you to socially distance, the requirement to wear masks. Um, There's plexiglass shields when you go to check in, but that separates you from the desk clerk. So um, they have a video that you look at when you arrive to tell you what what the property has done. So in that sense, it's very different and it's not, um, there's limitations of how many people can be by the pool, not a lot of crowded deck chairs. Um, but it also feels to a degree almost like pre-pandemic, um, you know, when people are vacationing and and not worrying about um, a deadly coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much everything that you cover are businesses that require a degree of a lot of people in a small space, be it a restaurant, a bar, you know, hotels, not as much, but they need volume. What is the mood from business owners about being given the green light to reopen, but knowing that those margins in the past just aren't going to be there? Right. So um, the bar owners, as well as the hotel operators told me that, um, that they um, probably that in some, to some degree, they may only just break even. Um, some bar, the bar owners for sure said it, it may be initially just a break even proposition. Um, but for um, hotel owners, they think that as time goes on, their their occupancy levels will be higher. They normally in the summer they are 80, 90, 100 percent occupied. They're lucky now if they're going to get 50 percent. But they told me that if they get 50 percent, they'll be they'll be quite pleased. I mean, they can't bring all their employees back. They do have federal stimulus uh, paycheck protection loans to help them out to get them through this. They are bringing back workers, but um, but yeah, so they it's going to be a while before they're really truly profitable. Um, And, um, but they're hoping that people will come and patronize and they're not, they're really depending a lot on Southern Californians, people from Arizona that drive by kind of um, visitors, not, not people flying in from, from across the country. So that's, um, that's what they're expecting. They're not going to have the normal, um, the normal kind of, um, traffic they would get from across the country. Certainly. And we've only kind of been in this new normal where even you could go and dine for a couple weeks. But there's kind of a broader concern about the economy itself. There was that report that came out saying that the U.S. officially hit a recession in February prior to the big shutdowns. Has anyone discussed that kind of looming threat? Because sure, you can reopen, but not everyone's back to work. There are people who are still unemployed. There's less money circulating in the economy. What's the mood among small business? Um, well, I mean, are you, you're talking about are they afraid of a resurgence or just afraid of... Um... Of just, you know, there won't be enough money to be made given that, yeah, it's, you're open, but 
the before times aren't here, there's not as much economic activity as there used to be. Well, no, no. As I said, they are they they are worried, but I think they're still they're obviously banking on not a resurgence. They're banking that, that business will even grow further. I mean, the hotel community has put out forecasts on occupancy levels um, and how those are. They're pretty low right now, but they are looking out into um, December, January, February next year, and they see them uh, rising, um, not back to normal yet. Um, they don't, they don't, unlike restaurants, which we, we've heard that many may fail um, because it, the profit margins are so thin. I haven't heard any hotel operators say that they're worried that they're going to go out of business. Uh, I think they're they feel like they're going to they're going to make it and that if they can get enough leisure business the ones that are the ones that are going to have a really tough time are a lot of your downtown hotels that depend heavily on conventions and actually meetings within their own hotels um they're they're concerned about um getting back to business because you know multiple multiple conventions have been canceled the convention center is now a homeless center um so we there's no business they can't have meetings they can't even have weddings. They can't have any kind of large gatherings. So those those hotels, especially downtown, that depend on that kind of business, um, they really are um, going to have a much slower recovery. So they're worried, but a lot of them have big brands behind them. They have the Hiltons, the Marriotts, the Sheratons of the world. So they, to a degree, they have that sort of um, kind of comfort behind insurance policy behind them. But it's 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 going to be very slow going. Mm -hmm. Certainly. And some of the chatter over the past couple of months, it kind of felt like that places that had the support of a neighborhood where people, you know, don't have to travel too far to get to might have a better chance of surviving than things that are dependent on those large events, be it like a music venue or the hotels that you mentioned. So it is kind of, you know, more tragic for a downtown than, you know, a normal heights or other parts of San Diego. Right, right, right. And and again, the um, but even the, you know, the popular beach area, uh, Mission Bay kind of hotels that um, have a natural kind of audience, people wanting to get away, you know, they do also depend on, they do also depend on people coming from other parts of the country. But right now, it's probably just going to be from California. Also, a lot of them depend on um, theme parks and attractions being open. Um, our theme parks aren't open yet. I think they're hoping in July they will be. Um, so that's another driver for hotels. Um, maybe that's not too far off in the summer. At least part of the summer can be salvaged that way. Mm -hmm. And also, do we know anything about enforcement if uh, a business doesn't do what it's supposed to do or actively flaunts the rules? Uh, well, I, I don't think you're – I'm just trying to think of um, – it's probably going to be more on a complaint basis like we saw early on when things were reopening, we heard, heard about a, a beach area bar that had to get shut down. I think, you know, wandering around a resort where people aren't all wearing your mask, you, that's not going to be enforced, I think. But flouting the, the rules, I think, is going to have to, they don't have the resources to go and patrol. And, and of course, this was probably going to be very much on a complaint basis. And if it's a serious enough infraction, I, I think, you know, and it was really flagrant violation of the rules, they'll get shut down. But these business owners, they, they cannot risk that. They don't, you know, there's a certain amount of money that it costs to start up and bring back your employees. So if they had to start all over, shut down and start all over, that would um, really be financially devastating. They can't afford to be breaking the rules. They don't want to break the rules. They're being very, very careful, I think, to the, to a large degree. I, I think, you know, you're not, 
There might be a few scofflaws out there, but I think that's going to be very rare. Yeah, it's almost somewhat ironic in which you had all those protests um, before the big protests here about the health orders, and people didn't like the idea of being forced to wear a mask. But now that things have opened up, it's businesses now that are saying you have to follow the rules. So it's kind of a, a shift that's interesting politically, if you think about it that way. Yeah, but I have to, you have to be honest, and we, we've read a lot about, we've seen that in Orange County, the pushback of people wearing masks. In San Diego County, it's required, but I don't think you're going to see hotel people, um, I keep using hotels as an example, but you're, you're walking around, you're by the pool. Um, I don't think you're going to see employees going around saying, put your mask on, put your mask on. I don't think that's going to happen. They're leaving it up to people. Hopefully, they have put the furnishings in the right place so that people will be socially distant. So you've won half the battle there. Um, but I don't, uh, as much as masks are required in San Diego County, I don't think you're going to see businesses policing it. Um, that was one of the things raised by this North Park uh, bar owner who said she doesn't want to have to be policing um, people who've been drinking a while in her bar and trying to tell you know, recalcitrant people to put their masks on. She she didn't relish that. So that was also part of um, her guidance and not opening right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also when speaking to bar owners, were they expecting a big rush come Friday? What, what was their mood? Um, I, they weren't. Um, they didn't really think a big rush. I mean, they, they were prepared for that, but they weren't really... Um, they they didn't talk to me in the same way the same hotels weren't expecting it to be a rush. Um, and again, maybe it's in a way it's a little anticlimactic today for the bars because um, so many like I know, I know um, I live in South Park and I know Hamilton's is a, a very popular tavern. Well, they already have been open because they serve food. So like I said, it's a lot of the bars you're familiar with are actually are open because they have that you know, ability to serve food and they um, were in compliance with the rules. So it's almost kind of a, a, a phased opening of bars, so to speak. Certainly. And, you know, any spike in coronavirus cases that uh, come out kind of in the next two weeks, you know, you really can't attribute them exactly to this or even just to the protest. It's so much moving at the same time that, you know, whatever numbers we do see, there's only so much you can kind of squeeze out of them. So it's important that people keep that in mind as well. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a question mark. How long can you survive on 25, 50% of your, your capacity? How do you how do you make a profit? Or is it just, you know, you rely on this loan money and hope, and hope for more and to get through all this? But it's um, that's a struggle. Certainly. And we still have lots of unanswered questions on that end of it. Lori Weisberg, thank you so much. Thank you. In other news, despite the reopenings, county health officials warned that the region is getting dangerously close on several COVID-19 triggers that could cause the re-imposition of restrictions. Those triggers in question are community outbreaks, ICU capacity, and the supply of PPE. As of Friday afternoon, there are five confirmed community outbreaks of COVID-19, including one at an undisclosed restaurant. If there are seven community outbreaks that are ongoing in a seven-day period, the health order will be amended. In the outbreak itself, the county confirmed another 132 cases of COVID-19 out of the 6,384 tests reported to the county yesterday. 
that means there was a positivity rate of 2%, but this batch did include tests from previous states. Over the past 14 days, the average positivity rate is 3%. So far, 9,130 San Diego County residents have tested positive for the virus, and 1,489 have needed to be hospitalized. 421 have been admitted to the ICU, and 313 have died. If you want to join in on our recordings, like the Union Tribune on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, and you will see us when we go live weekday afternoons. Special thanks to Luis Cruz for producing these live broadcast recordings. Digital Creative Director Beto Alvarez is this podcast editor. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. This podcast is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. As we live through this momentous time in history, the truth and facts matter. If you are not yet a subscriber, please go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.